0: Today, we're talking about one of the scariest stories in sports a professional athlete driven to violence, a man with a budding career in sports ahead of him who chose to kill at least one, but probably more. His name is Aaron Hernandez, and today we wonder was sports at the heart of his issues? Let's dive into when sports turn scary. Welcome to Sports-ish, the podcast, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy. We're bringing the sports and the ish. This ain't your boyfriend's sports news. It's so much better. My name is Lily, and I'm your host. I'm joined by my husband, Ashton. Welcome back to the pod, Ash.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back.
0: It is going to be kind of a darker episode, which feels right because it is Halloween. Halloween week, I know that when you're listening to this, Halloween is over, but it is still the week. We're capturing the essence. We actually planned to record this last week, but then 1989 was coming out and it was like, it felt imperative that we do a Travis Kelsey deep dive.
1: Yes. Imperative. Is that a word? Uh, Yeah, it is a word. I have no idea what it means, but I do know it is a word.
0: I'm thinking it means what I'm.
1: It feels, it feels right.
0: We'll go with it imperative to do a Travis Kelsey deep dive. Speaking of Travis Kelsey, it's been all quiet on the Western front, AKA the trailer front, all quieted on the trailer front. Like
1: the trailer front.
0: Travis and Taylor.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you know what? I've actually heard otherwise. I've heard that the Kelsey family's a little bit this is clickbait. shook up. It's clickbait. Yeah, I'm not going to do like the clickbait headline, but I've heard that the family's a little bit shook up with the the media attention. They're happy for Travis like right. the 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 headline is super misleading, but basically it was like they're pretty shook up that like, this is very intense media attention. But if Travis is happy, they're happy. So they're kind of dealing with it.
0: Jason Kelsey did come out and he said, this is a lot. And I'm, you know, it makes me nervous for Travis's safety because... There's paparazzi outside of his home. Like fans are more drawn to him. So he did say that. And I get it. I totally, totally get it. I do think the media is trying to paint it as like trouble in paradise. because Yeah,
1: 100%. They need, of they the need family. some clickbaits. Yeah, the, the clickbait. The page you know, six of it all. Yeah, yeah. The, the Taylor New York Swift, Daily
0: News. Yeah, the
1: Taylor Swift at the game, it just isn't quite doing it for people. So they need a little bit more. So media does what media do and stir up some drama.
0: I do have this issue where I do follow Taylor Swift's jet on social media, as in her airplane. So you're part of the problem. I am absolutely a part of the problem. But I did see Taylor did go to Kansas City after the loss last week.
1: Oh, there we go. The
0: Chiefs lost to the Broncos. It was a shocking situation. Kind of a
1: pathetic loss, if we're being honest.
0: Sure. But happy for Sierra's husband, who is the quarterback of the Broncos. He beat The Chiefs. Anyways, Taylor did go to Kansas City, it seems, for about three days, uh, hopefully consoling Travis over the loss.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of consoling going on.
0: (laughs) Anyways, moving on, we've talked about the sports equinox. It was last week, and it was all four major leagues playing at one time. So many sports at one time because the NBA began and the MLB was still going on, but MLB is now over. The World Series has been won by the Texas Rangers. Who, you know, I'm not necessarily a Texas Rangers fan, but happy for their fan base. Yep,
1: happy for them. Do not care whatsoever, but...
0: I'm a Yankees girl myself, and it feels like we're just... We're far away from any type of World Series. In other sports news, the NBA is is back. James Harden drama has been resolved. He has been traded from the 76ers. Yep. To... The L.A. Clippers.
1: Yes, I'm sure he's excited about that. A lot more strip clubs in L.A. Uh, I don't know that. I would have to assume than Philadelphia. He's a big strip club guy, allegedly. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, he's really widely known for...
0: Wait, James Harden? James
1: Harden. Huge strip club guy. Apparently, one of the strip clubs in Houston, which is where he spent the majority of his career, has his jersey... In their rafters, because he has spent an absurd amount at this strip club. No. Yeah, big strip club guy.
0: Ew, that that is so unfortunate. I guess it kind of checks out. He's got like that creepy beard. He was really have bad. You to see Chloe. pictures of him
1: without the beard.
0: I have not. Actually, it's actually
1: so funny. I get why he has a beard. <laughs> His like chin just disappears. You see him without the beard, you are like, yeah, keep the beard.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, James Harden not our favorite guy. We call him a uh drama king. Drama king? We have a few of those in the NBA. He is currently the number 1. So like I said, this episode is called When Sports Turn Scary because of Halloween, which side note, we had the most fantastic Halloween.
1: Yeah, it was a good Halloween.
0: We live in New York City. Trick or treating in New York City is my favorite. Just walking to like it's big. a
1: little stressful sometimes, but overall it's pretty fun. Very yeah, you're not in aesthetically like aesthetically pleasing.
0: You're not in like a quiet neighborhood bouncing from neighbor's house to neighbor's house. You are in busy streets with crazy amounts of people yeah. walking from like brownstone to brownstone
1: yep. with your
0: children and it's very cold. But it's also magic. New York City is magic. Also speaking of New York City, New York city marathon is this weekend.
1: Yes. Very excited. We're going to
0: be there. Sports is just going to be there, which is code for I'm running is, is what that's code for. And really nervous. I don't even want to talk much about it because I'm quite nervous, but we'll just say we're excited next week. I will report on running the 26.2 miles of the New York city marathon. So stay tuned for that. Back to Halloween. We did a family costume. We were Peter Pan. It was kind of fun. The downside was that Ashton had planned to be
1: Rufio, 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 Rufio,
0: Rufio from Hook. And if you don't know who that is, you're much too young to be listening to this podcast. But the Rufio costume was lost in transit, apparently. Did not arrive in time. Very so you did go to Spirit Halloween and get a last-minute Captain Hook costume, Yep, which... Worked well. It worked. It was fine. But worked
1: fine. I got lots of compliments. Okay, you
0: looked great. It was just no Rufio. Trust me. Yeah,
1: I was looking forward to the Rufio.
0: Nineties kids, all nineties girls had a crush on Rufio at one point in their life. He was it. Rufio from Hook.
1: I mean, how do you not with the skateboarding, the
0: the feathers in the thing. hair? I was I was looking forward to you being Rufio. Yeah. Maybe next year I'd, we kind can of like, Rufio. Grow,
1: I'd kind of grown out my hair for that too, and I was going to get it legit. Not legit dyed, but like, you know, the full, like my real hair too, done too. That
0: would have been amazing. It would have been. Next year. Yeah. 2024, Halloween. Our kids will still be at the age where we can pick what they are. Because it is Halloween week, we are going to talk about scary, spooky elements of sports. I asked our Sportsish followers what the scariest part of sports was. There were some some great answers. I'm going to read a few of them. The tolerated abuse against women. This follower took it pretty seriously right off the bat. And she's right. Uh, unfortunately, professional sports do have a way of excusing men who have abused, not just women, but children, you know, family members, dogs, Michael Vick, Yep. and glorifying them because they are professional athletes and excusing the behavior. And somehow they miss out on a lot of the repercussions that may be an average person would.
1: Yeah, yeah. And to your point I want to clarify as well, it's not that necessarily athletes are more prone to that kind of behavior. I would say they probably fall in line with the average statistics, but there is definitely a more lenient acceptance or policy against some of the the behavior. It feels like the professional sports leagues have gotten tr- tremendously better yes. at disciplining but there's still there's still a ways to go. There are still times where things are maybe pushed under the rug, especially maybe in things like college, where the college is heavily reliant on the funding and things like mm. that. Maybe yeah, it's tough to tell. But you definitely see that a lot in sports uh, or where where big money is involved. Right. Um,
0: I mean, Deshaun Watson is still a starting quarterback in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, he's still a. And had two dozen women file lawsuits against him yeah i feel like in the real world two dozen women would be taken a little more seriously but the cleveland browns knowing what they knew still offered him a massive contract yep. and he's their quarterback yeah. at, the,
1: at the time it was the largest um, paid contract in the nfl right um, it was i think maybe fully guaranteed regardless an insanely huge contract which is kind of wild given the accusations going on at that time and look we're we're all firm believers of innocent until proven guilty but at the same time with all of those accusations it seems like 24 red flags were up and cleveland was just like
0: "Eh." yeah cleveland yeah big l big l for cleveland okay another answer for the scariest part of sports one of my favorite answers the youth sports parents
1: yes actually great answer terrifying
0: just absolutely out of their minds for things that do not matter. However, I will be this parent, unfortunately. One hundred percent. I
1: can already tell. Um along that line, did you know Aaron Hernandez's father also got in a fight and punched one of Aaron's coaches when he was like Mighty Might football, like very young. Yikes. Yeah, I actually have a crazy story. When when I was growing up, hockey parents can get crazy, like all, all sport parents. But there was this one town has this one dad. And we're talking, this is like probably 10-year-old kids. I don't even remember what happened. But this one dad jumped over the glass and chased the ref around, who was also a kid, probably like 15 years old, with a hockey stick.
0: People need some help.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you ever had that impulse to do that,
0: Stop. get help
1: one and definitely don't act on it
0: okay next answer scariest part of sports men who get too into it and yell at the screen aggressively. i know i know where
1: you're going with this and no i'm not one of them
0: just a little bit
1: i am a little bit a little i like to, i like to like dip the toes just a little bit you know <laughs> your, just to your
0: voice elevates
1: feel something you know just like get into it. Sports are so much funner when something's on the line and you're like passionate about Like what fun is watching something that you don't care about, right?
0: No, oh, I get it. I get it. But you do sometimes speak as if you are in the huddle.
1: As if maybe I'm a coach
0: as or if a consultant. You are a member of the team.
1: Or like an analyst, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not that intense. I don't like throw things. You, you know the videos where it's like you see people like punch TVs yeah, see, or like burn jerseys. Like again, I've never gotten again, remotely close to that. Seek
0: help. If this is you. Yeah. If you're breaking television. If you're breaking
1: televisions, Seek
0: it. Yeah. Seek it for all of us. For the greater good. Another answer. The scariest part of sports is the wags. I the disagree wags. with this. I disagree with this. I they mean, are not scary. It depends,
1: depends which wags you're talking about. I mean... Look, we're we're Brittany Mahomes fans over here. We love Britney. So we're supporters.
0: we likes Britney, so we like Britney. That's that's what it boils down to. But actually I liked her afterwards. And watching she doesn't like Peta
1: and Peta doesn't like her, so that's a win in my book.
0: If you haven't heard Ashton say that about twelve million times, Britney Mahomes is in a feud with PETA. Never <laughs> heard of her. <laughs> PETA isn't Ashton's favorite cause for some reason. So I don't think the wags are scary. That's kind of a funny answer. The scariest part of sports. This one. The amount of abuse fans give to their teams, it Mm. makes me so sad. Can I get on a soapbox? Sure. I'm not necessarily a Zach Wilson stan. Zach Wilson being the quarterback for the New York Jets. However, I do know a member of Zach's family. It's his cousin. She happens to be my favorite person on the earth.
1: Yeah incredible human being
0: so there maybe there's a little bit of bias there but in no way do i think zach wilson is immune from some of the criticism he gets as a football player there's just some immaturity i think a little bit i mean to be
1: fair he's also pretty young he is
0: young totally but i i understand that type of criticism but i've watched him this season as obviously the starting quarterback aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the first game zach wilson who really just, I think, anticipated a rebuilding year for himself yep. and working under one of the best quarterbacks of all time, yep. Yep. goes in and has to start now at the season as yep. the starting quarterback.
1: With a very tough schedule, too. A,
0: a tough beginning schedule. And just the way that fans not just kind of like tweeted about him, but in person booing him, yelling at him profanities, It made me so angry because I think people forget that underneath the face mask or inside the jersey, these athletes, sure, they make a lot of money, but they are real people. Yeah. They are human beings. They have real feelings. I cannot imagine how difficult it must have been for Zach to have a total mind shift on, okay. Not only do I not get to work under, you know, this really talented quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, but now I'm starting and I have to get my head right for that. And also the whole state of New York hates me and they make it known every home game. Yeah. Home yeah. games are supposed and, and to be state, where and you receive. the re- state of New Jersey. And the state of New Jersey. Home games are supposed to be where you feel that camaraderie, that yeah. excitement from your stands, yeah. right? To see the Jets fans booing Zach when he isn't performing up to their expectations makes me mad
1: and I think some of the things you see on Twitter are awful yeah I think booing when someone's not doing it obviously sucks but as you know as a as a player like you are you are accountable to a certain degree
0: I don't know I Have don't ever- I don't
1: love I don't love the booing especially when it's like maybe one or two plays but like Booing occasionally, I think, is okay. Although, to be, to your point as well, if that's your home team and you want them to do better, like, booing doesn't help the team. And if the whole stadium is booing, all it does is kill morale and be like, yeah, the city doesn't want us here. The city doesn't love us. Like, they don't support us. You know
0: Princess Bride? When that old woman comes out and is like, Boo. No, no, I don't remember this. Oh my gosh. Guarded my memory. There is nothing meaner than booing, I think.
1: Yeah. I think fans are terrible to the players and they, they think for whatever reason, because these guys are paid tons and tons of money and that they're paying to see him, that anything is fair game. And that's just, that just simply is like not true. And it's kind of sad.
0: The scariest part of sports, how they are always on. I feel this is actually deep in my soul. Uh, considering always on. <laughs> my, my profession <laughs> is keeping track of all the sports and keeping women updated on all of the sports and they are always on and it is non-stop and like even at 3 a.m you can turn on the tv and there's some cricket game being played across the world
1: which by the way shout out to cricket it's actually a completely underrated sport i think i mean not underrated in the rest of the world very widely watched are we uh, actually co-
0: shouting out cricket right yeah, now? yeah have
1: you ever watched it
0: Personally, I like no way better than
1: watching baseball and i like watching baseball
0: you know okay i'll give it a shot but I do, I do feel this. It's almost like, you know how we talk about time being scary because it never stops? It's yeah. like the same type of deal. Sports are scary because they never stop. They are always on. This the best th- part about it. Best, worst, depends on who you ask. There are a few other answers, but by far, the number one answer on the scariest part of sports is injuries. Mm. And this rings truer more than ever. This... First submission we got said injuries, especially Kevin Ware's in the 2013 NCAA tournament. Kevin Ware was playing in March Madness, a college player who fell. Um, he tore his tibia. it no didn't
1: tear. I'm sorry, snaps.
0: He snapped his tibia. The worst part about it was that the bone literally snapped and came out of his skin. Yeah,
1: compound fracture. He was going up. He was jumping up to contest a shot, landed on his foot wrong, snapped the tibia, came right out of his leg.
0: Bone is showing. Yeah. You look up the picture of Kevin Ware's Horrendous. injury. I've, I'm still ill. This follower, Amanda mentioned it and I started looking at videos of it and now I can't unsee it.
1: Yeah. That injury is while uncommon, surprisingly not completely uncommon in basketball and football,
0: but just injuries in general, they're scary. Kirk Cousins, who is, if you haven't seen Quarterback on Netflix, highly recommend. He's an a cappella singing, cute dad, little nerdy.
1: Quarterback on the side.
0: Quarterback on the side. <laughs> also known as my fantasy football quarterback, who no is more. now no more. He is now out for the season yep. with a torn Achilles, which mm. is also what took Aaron Rodgers yep. out the first game. Injuries have to be one of the scariest parts yeah. for professional athletes not even professional any type of athlete because you know it can end your career yeah, it can end
1: your life too
0: it can end your life yeah. demar hamlin last yeah. season was bar none the scariest moment i've ever watched in live sports yeah. N-
1: not only that there was adam johnson who played played in the nhl for a little bit and then was playing professional hockey in england and he just passed away um from a brutal Injury where he he got his throat slit by a skate on accident. Right. Uh, I mean, allegedly on accident. There is some discrepancy and controversy.
0: There, there is investigators looking into it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I watched I watched the video, and while I'll say this: I would never, ever, ever say that like this was intentional. Especially given in hockey, you're moving so so fast that it's 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 hard to do anything kind of intentionally. Um, but it does look like he kind of swings his foot over them, but I, I, I'm 100% positive. He never meant to like injure him, but it, it's being investigated currently. But regardless, the real travesty here is that Adam, Adam Johnson lost, lost his life and he was engaged, you know, just a tragedy for the fiance and his family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the story we have today is about Aaron Hernandez and while he didn't necessarily get injured, right? There was no season ending injury for Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. I think at the heart of this whole story is maybe what sports can do to a person. And we'll we'll circle back to that at the very end. Mm-hmm. We want to share with you some of our sponsors who make the Sportsish Podcast possible, and when we come back the story of Aaron Hernandez. The Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Mixers. Highly absorbable, hormone-friendly, and enjoyable health solutions for women by women. Guys, Mixers has officially launched their holiday flavors. It is holiday season. And they have a pumpkin spice, a warm winter cider, a cinnamon chai. Mm, sounds so good. Good. Mixers is one of my favorite ways to make drinking water bearable. I use one of their mixes at least once daily. Use the code Sportsish to save. The Sportsish is brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics on a mission to offer life changing health products. You guys, I just ordered the women's morning multivitamin with hair growth. Hair growth for luscious longer locks. I'm so excited to try it. I'm getting all of my vitamins and nutrients in with one little shot in the morning. Use code Sportsish 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back with the story of Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was a former... NFL tight end. We've been talking a lot about tight ends recently, thanks to Travis Kelsey. But before there was Travis Kelsey, there was Aaron Hernandez for the New England Patriots. And he was not just a tight end, he was a good tight end. Let's start at the very beginning of Aaron's story because, you know, one of the phrases I think that rings the most true is that hurt people hurt people. And that displays itself in this Really, I mean, no other way of saying it, it's a tragic story. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Aaron Hernandez was born in 1989. We've heard that number a lot recently. Yeah. So he's the same age as Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Which really puts things into perspective yep. because it means he would probably still be playing in the NFL.
1: Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy to think about. He was the youngest tight end ever drafted in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Wow. So he is from Connecticut represent. So am I. He was the son of Dennis Hernandez and Terry Valentin Hernandez. Aaron had a really tumultuous childhood. What do you know about it?
1: Yeah. So it was like you said, very tumultuous. He had a, he and his brother were abused by his father a lot. So his, his father who also grew up in that area, played high school football for the same high school was a re- was a standout athlete, really good Um, in high school. I believe he even played for University of Connecticut uh, football and was just kind of an all-star athlete there. Anyways, never ended up going professional, stayed there, settled down, got married, and then had Aaron and his brother. Aaron and his brother were consistently physically abused by their father. They had a really, really rough childhood, and uh, Dennis and his wife were frequently breaking up, moving apart, and then getting back together. Anyways, there's a, there's a story that Aaron's brother tells about how one time they were getting beaten so bad that his brother Aaron's brother picks up the phone and is like, I'm going to call the police. Like, I'm going to call the police. And Dennis, the father, grabs his phone, gives it to me. He's like, go ahead, call the police. He's like, I'm going to beat you so, so much worse, you and your brother and your mom so badly that the police are going to have to break down the door and pull me off of you. And... You know, he never called the police, but there were multiple occasions where when Aaron was in school, he'd get into a little bit trouble. I think he was caught drinking at a relatively young age, and then he went to practice, football practice, and he had a black eye, and it was, you know, from his father. There were multiple times where neighbors were calling the police and reporting domestic disturbances, and anyway, this was the kind of life that Aaron was living on a daily basis of, you know, both fear and just absolute physical abuse. And right. then it gets even worse when he turns 16. Aaron's father passes away from a routine her- hernia surgery. surgery. That's right. And, you know, during the funeral, one of the things people noted was that he he didn't cry at all. Now, I do think it's important to note that that doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't upset. Because as we find out later that after his dad died, like things really started to go downhill. He started to really lash out. And that's where you started to see a lot of problematic behavior. One other thing, actually, that I do want to note And this becomes relevant later on, and we can kind of talk about it more. But his dad frequently made homophobic comments towards Aaron Hernandez while growing up, often using a derogatory slur towards him. And he thought that Aaron Hernandez was too feminine.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Another thing that should be noted about Aaron's childhood, his brother did claim later, after everything happened, that when Aaron was a child, he was... Sexually molested. That's
1: right. Yes. I forgot about that.
0: That um, while he was at his babysitter's house that he... Oh,
1: I didn't know it was at his babysitter's house. He was at his babysitter's
0: house and he was asked to perform oral sex on him beginning when Aaron was six and lasting years and years.
1: Yikes. I knew that there were claims and that Aaron had told his lawyer that, but that they never disclosed where or who did it.
0: So... Aaron does go on to high school to really excel in in sports. He was a really good basketball player, a track runner, but most especially fantastic at football. He yep. was a wide receiver. Then he became a tight end and he played defensive end. And when he was a senior, he was Connecticut's Gatorade football player of the year. And listen, there's not much competition in Connecticut. Uh.
1: (laughs) But he did well enough that he had he had previously committed to go to UConn where his father had played. Um, But after his 24 touchdown uh, tied with the state record for senior year, he started getting a lot of interest from all of the powerhouse schools in college and eventually wound up committing to Florida.
0: Also, before that, in high school, he did start to date a woman by the name of Shayana Jenkins. Yes. And she becomes a very important part of this story later on. But he goes to Florida, the Florida Gators, who are a notorious team, infamous team. He was a part of the infamous team, yeah. He was coached by Urban Meyer, who... As we know, it's problematic in many ways. Uh, Urban Meyer, for a little bit of context, was the Florida Gators football coach, had some issues there, became an NFL coach for approximately one season
1: yeah, he, with the he Jaguars. He went to Ohio first before he went to the Jaguars, but then had some issues there. Issues. And then went to the Jaguars where he then had some issues. And apparently, mm-hmm. is potentially going to be the new Michigan State head coach that would also uh, apparently be he's, he's having conversations so
0: that would line up with machines that,
1: that does track
0: so he's with the Florida Gators with many other names you may recognize such as Tim Tebow such as Cam Newton yep but he really did excel in Florida
1: yeah it wasn't without some controversy though he had gotten into a bar fight uh, where Tim Tebow was trying to get him out of the bar. Um, And he ended up punching the manager and knocking the manager out, who had some serious injuries. Um, There was also an alleged shooting that took place that he was suspected of being involved in. But later, nothing came of it.
0: He just very much was known as the partier of the team. Actually, Tim Tebow came to his defense multiple times. Aaron was almost kicked off the team due to excessive partying. And apparently he said he was high every single time he took the field, that, which is just wild. Yeah,
1: that actually and we're going to touch on this again later. But his best friend in high school also used to say that used they used to get high every day before school, before practice, before games.
0: I mean, that feels like a bad idea. To be high while playing football.
1: I don't feel like it would be a good idea, but I don't think it's super. I mean, I think it's uncommon, but I think it's more common than some people realize.
0: Urban Meyer said that he found Aaron to be distressed when he came onto the team as a freshman.
1: That's probably accurate given everything he was going through. Right. I, I think one of the issues, and we'll probably touch back on this, is his time at Florida, he was such a football sensation that it seems like a lot of the trouble he got gotten was never, act. he was never held accountable. Yeah. There were multiple times where he could have either been kicked off the team or he could have been in trouble legally. And every single time that was overlooked because of his football abilities. And right. I think ultimately that was very damaging to his life and, and the way things turned out for him.
0: Totally. So he decided to forego his senior year and enter the NFL draft.
1: Yep. Where he was selected in the fourth round by the New England Patriots. And Ooh. yeah, one of the reasons why he was selected so low was that at NFL teams, they do a ton of research on the people who they're going to draft. They do interviews with them. They look really deep into the life. They find out who are their friends are, what things they are into. During his interviews, he was very upfront about how he smoked weed to relieve stress in his life. And and at the time, weed was not allowed in the NFL. It still is kind of a, I think, kind of a gray area. But at that time, it was like, that is a no-go. And so a lot of people were like, absolutely not. And there were our coaches and executives on record saying it didn't matter how far he fell in the draft. There was no way we were going to draft him because we didn't like the things he was into trouble always seemed to follow him and we hated the people that he hung out with. Anyways, eventually New England tr- selects him and they have a reputation of taking people that people generally don't want to, to pick up because they have such a such a strong culture that they feel like they're able to take on these problematic players and kind of like straighten straight arrow them.
0: During his rookie year, he scored six touchdowns on 563 receiving yards. He did really well his, yeah. for a rookie.
1: Yeah, for a rookie, it's fantastic.
0: And he helped the Patriots to the Super Bowl, where they lost to the New York Giants, Sex to suck. I really hate the Patriots. I'm so sorry if this feels biased, but I'm a forever non-Patriot fan.
1: You, just, you can just say hater. I hate them. You're a hater.
0: In 2012, while he's in the NFL... Two people were shot to death in their car in a Boston South End neighborhood. Yes. Unresolved, right?
1: No, no. Initially, no suspects, no immediate connection to Hernandez.
0: No. Yeah. No one was caught or charged right after, kind of left as an open case. Yep. Later that year, in fact, just a month after the shooting, Aaron Hernandez signed a five-year 40 million dollar contract extension with the New England yep. Patriots,
1: the second largest ever for a tight end.
0: Crazy,
1: and he also had I want to say, was it a 15 or 16 million dollar signing bonus? But he did donate fifty thousand dollars to a charity. Way to go, Aaron! Yep, doing good, doing yep. the Lord's work. Yep, allegedly touching the heart of the team's owner,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, aka Robert Kraft, yep, aka sock. a problematic man. Yeah, I in just himself. just gonna say,
1: not the only thing that's been touching him. <laughs> If you know, you know.
0: Okay. So just two and a half months later, Aaron's daughter was born. Her name is Aviel. Yep. And his high school girlfriend, still around, Shayana, gave birth to Aviel in November of 2012.
1: Yes. Now, this is kind of where it gets a little interesting because it feels kind of like he starts to have a turnaround in his life during this time period. Right. You know, he's going on record being like, oh, I just I love my family so much. I think around this time is when they kind of get engaged. Yep. And he, you know, he talks about it like, oh, just whenever I'm away from my family, I just love coming home to them and just, you know, hugging my baby girl. You know, I I was known in the past for partying and doing all these things, but I just I've really grown up and changed.
0: And you know what? The world loves a comeback story. They love a bad boy turned good story.
1: Yes, we love a rising star.
0: And Aaron Hernandez was that and Mm -hmm. was playing well. But just a few months later, February, actually, his friend named Alexander Bradley was shot in the face after being at a strip club with Aaron Hernandez. Later, Bradley would file a lawsuit alleging that Aaron Hernandez was the one to shoot him in the face.
1: Yeah, basically, he you know he's found shot. They interview him. He's like, oh, I don't really remember who did it. I just know it was someone who's Hispanic and someone who's black. Um, anyways, doesn't really go anywhere because he doesn't really name anyone. And later on, he pressed the charges during Aaron Hernandez's trial. Right. And the, a lot of there's a lot of speculation on what really happened, but basically they think that oh, because he was. A drug dealer and he was kind of on the bankroll of aaron hernandez and he was frequently living with him that he didn't want to expose him and and he or he wanted to get even himself or extort him for more money
0: less than a year later june of 2013 is when things started to get really dicey okay so his fiance named shayana shayana had a sister named shania
1: I Feels, am for sure going to mix those up and forget those immediately.
0: I got you. Shayana, Aaron Hernandez's fiance, her sister, Shania. Now, Shania was dating a man named Odin Lloyd. And Odin and Aaron casually hung out sometimes just basically because their, you know, significant others were sisters. Yeah. But they weren't very close, yeah, they so both, to speak. They both
1: played football, kind of.
0: But on june seventeenth, twenty thirteen, Odin Lloyd's body was found less than a mile away from Aaron Hernandez's mansion yep. in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Yep,
1: at a industrial park.
0: So, you know, as you do, when a body is found, you start to look for evidence on who could have killed that person. Yep. I have never personally killed anybody but i feel
1: yet (laughs) you still got time don't worry still
0: time but i feel that aaron hernandez was missing some basic
1: brain cells i mean i feel like that's an accurate thing to say
0: basic rules on killing someone yeah
1: killing someone 101 clearly not watched a lot of true crime documentaries not
0: as many as as i have apparently very sloppy in odin lloyd's pockets Mm mm-hmm Were the keys to a rental car that Aaron Hernandez had rented under his name. Under
1: under Aaron's name.
0: Inside that rental car was gum chewed by Aaron as well as shell cases to a gun.
1: Yeah, that matched the bullets.
0: That matched the bullets that had shot Odin Lloyd.
1: Yeah, not a good look.
0: Not a good look and also uh, pretty much showed exactly who killed him and that was Aaron Hernandez.
1: Then you mix in cell phone records, satellite imaging, uh, street cameras, security footage, you basically have a digital trail, a paper trail, everything but the actual smoking gun, which they actually (laughs) never found.
0: That one is shocking. On June 26th, pictures are released of Aaron Hernandez being arrested at his home.
1: Yeah, iconic pictures.
0: Iconic pictures. Aaron Hernandez has his arms like in a t-shirt. Arms are in. Like, remember when you used to get really cold as a child? And just like
1: pull your arms and in. Just
0: pull your arms just, in.
1: Like, tuck them underneath. T-
0: tuck them into the shirt you're and wearing. You
1: handcuff them behind your back and <laughs> go into a police car.
0: You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: no, I know. No, I've done that for sure.
0: That's what was happening in the Aaron Hernandez photos. Yep. He had no arms, but his shirt was on. Yep. And he's being led into this police car. His tattoos, you could see him.
1: Yeah. Which, well, by the way, one of the tattoos they used in as criminal evidence during his murder trial.
0: Fascinating. Less than two hours after he was arrested, the New England Patriots announced that he is no longer a part of the team. Yeah, They must have known something.
1: Yeah, I don't think they take these things pretty lightly. But my guess is that they were in contact with the police pretty quickly. And they had a pretty good idea of how this was going to go, because they also I mean, they searched his house the day after they found the body before any arrests were made. They had a lot of the footage. I think they knew pretty early on. I mean, before they arrest him, they, they had the videos. They knew Hernandez and Lloyd were together the night of the murder. They, you know, they were able to track all of this stuff. And so I'm sure the, the Patriots were aware and were like, yeah, there's just no shot like this. This is something we need to get ahead of and nip in the butt immediately.
0: So that day he was charged with first degree murder in addition to five gun related charges that August. He was indicted by a grand jury for the murder and on September 6th. He decided to plead not guilty,
1: which is kind of crazy given the evidence they had. I mean, I guess what else do you do, right? Like you're guilty, like you, you guess you try and fight it. You try and, you know,
0: many months went by and it wasn't until April 15th that he was found guilty of murder in the first degree. And that is an automatic sentence of life in prison without possibility of parole in the state of Massachusetts. Interestingly enough, a motive for the murder was never actually established. One thing that people think, right, this is a possibility, is that Lloyd, Odin Lloyd, may have learned that Aaron Hernandez was bisexual and Aaron was worried that Lloyd might out him to others.
1: Yes, that was one of possible reasons why he murdered him that the police were investigating. There were a couple others as well. Allegedly, they were at a dance club, strip club, I don't know, at some point earlier before, and apparently Lloyd was talking to some people that Aaron didn't like, and I guess that upset him as well, but theres they don't really have an established connection on the exact cause of this.
0: It's since been noted that Aaron's best friend from high school, right? said that he and Aaron had a secret relationship between 7th to 11th grade. Yeah. And Aaron's brother has said that Aaron had come out to his mom and his girlfriend while in prison. It's said that he had this self-hatred because of his sexuality.
1: Which makes sense given the way he was treated by his father and probably and assuming you know, the sexual abuse allegations were true. I'm sure there's a lot of self-loathing and just a lot of conflicted feelings during this time. I mean, his father was constantly calling him derogatory terms uh, for that and being sexually abused by a man. Like, that is a very traumatic thing, and I'm sure he had no way of really, like, grappling with that. One of the things his best friend also said was that they kept it under wraps because they came from a very conservative town And also, like, his dad being the way he was, like, it wasn't just not tolerated. It was despised in his household. Right. And so it was a very tough situation.
0: The Boston Globe did kind of a deep dive into Aaron Hernandez and listened to more than 300 phone calls and did say that they heard him going on multiple homophobic rants, interestingly enough.
1: Which is not uncommon for people who are grappling with those kind of feelings inside them, from what I've heard. Absolutely. You want to hear something super interesting? Yes. So when he, before he was charged and went to prison or before he went to prison for this, he transferred a lot of his assets into three people's names, his daughters, his wife or his fiance and his high school best friend who he allegedly had a relationship with. Interesting. Guess who he gave the most amount of money to?
0: His high school best friend. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, I mean that can mean a multitude of different things but either there was a serious love interest there or maybe he was paying him to keep, you know, his mouth shut or you never, or you never know like there there could have been other reasons as well but a, an interesting thing to say the least
0: so he's pled not guilty to the murder of Odin Lloyd this is in September of 2013 a number of months go by and it actually comes out that he is that he's connected with the 2012 shootings that we talked about that happened in the same town that he lived in. Yes. So he's indicted on two counts of first degree murder and other charges. And once again, he pleads not guilty.
1: Yes. And during the same time, he's also then the Florida state attorney says that Hernandez is still a person of interest in the shootings in Gainesville, Florida, while he was at college with the Gators.
0: So it's like he had this initial arrest, and then all of this comes out that he might mm-hmm. be connected to all of these other things yep. because then he he's indicted on a witness intimidation charge Related to the 2013 shooting of his friend the, yes. in the strip club. Oh, that's
1: right. In well, the face. Yes, he's been. Yeah, that's right. So that that lawsuit is brought back up during this kind of time period.
0: So rough year for him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he finally goes on trial in April of 2015.
1: Yes. Okay. And that's and that's for Odin's the original murder that he's immediately immediately charged and suspected of. Right. Right. You before we get into that, you want to know what's sure. crazy? Do you know what the double homicide shooting stemmed from? What a spilled drink. The two people ran into him and spilled their drink on him, and basically, he was super offended, got like a huge chip on his shoulder, and stalked him around. They left the bar. He left. He followed them with his buddies, and he shot them. Alleged allegedly, because we'll get into it. But he was never formally found guilty.
0: He's in prison. He's been found guilty of first-degree murder for Odin Lloyd, and then he goes on trial for the 2012 killings.
1: Yep.
0: Right? He actually gets acquitted of that homicide and is technically found not guilty in 2017. But this entire time, he's been in prison. Yep. And prison was not a cakewalk for Aaron Hernandez. He was described as... Being, actually, just kidding. The Boston Globe kind of studied Aaron while he was in prison. They said that he was strangely content while he was in jail. Um, he told his mom that he was most relaxed and less stressed in jail than he was out of jail. Yep. But, of course, he did break prison rules. We're not surprised. This is a man who's been breaking rules his whole life. Yep. He, he was, was
1: involved in a number of fights.
0: Lots of fights, again. Not surprised. He was involved in drugs in prison. Yep. Not surprised. His fiancé continued to visit him and his mother continued to visit him at while he was in jail.
1: Yeah. You know what's kind of crazy to think about, though? It's the family dynamics of his fiancé and his fiancé's sister. So this whole ordeal ended up tearing the fiancé's family apart because... She was sticking by the murderer of her sister's boyfriend, and, and right. allegedly they—I mean, not allegedly—of course they had a falling out over that. I mean, I just can't imagine the family dynamics and how crazy that must have been.
0: Yeah. One thing that's interesting is that it's noted that Aaron was working out really hard while he was in jail, anticipating a return to the NFL.
1: Wants to go back to the NFL, and so he he begins an appeal process to get acquitted from the original murder that he was found guilty of. right During this time as well, he's found not guilty for the double homicide that took place in Boston in 2012. Five days after he's found not guilty, and before his appeal is, is completed, he's found dead in his cell in prison. And this is after he's talked to his mom and his and his fiance and talked about how, like, relaxed he was, you know, in the prison and how he's expecting to make a comeback.
0: He was only 27 years old. I mean, what a life. Twenty seven years. So much violence. So much tragedy and a life that could have turned out so differently with the talent that he had. To review, he was officially charged with one death, but it appeared that he could have been connected with so many others. Boston University did a study on Aaron's brain after he died. And the findings actually make me emotional. Um, Aaron Hernandez suffered from, unsurprisingly, CTE. Basically what CTE is, is a progressive brain disease that's associated with brain injury uh, including concussions and repeated blows to the head also known as football so many retired athletes report some findings of cte yeah but what's crazy about aaron hernandez is that boston university said that he had one of the most severe CTE cases found in a person of his age.
1: 27 years old.
0: 27 years old.
1: He was found with stage three CTE, which is one step short of the most severe level, but a level that you only, that they had only really seen in ex-football players who were over the age of 60.
0: I just want to read this quote from the Washington Post. BU researchers said they have discovered CTE in more than 100 former NFL players, a handful of whom have committed suicide. Medical examiners delivered Hernandez's brain, weighing 1,573 grams from the outside. It looked like a typical brain, no lesions, no bruises, no abnormalities. When researchers sliced the brain into sections, they discovered startling damage
1: yeah it's important to note that you actually can't really test for ct until you're dead because in order to really see it they have to do an actual anatomy scan of the brain and like cut it into pieces and look into the actual internal uh, matter
0: obviously you can't say that football caused aaron hernandez to do what he did right because it there are a number of factors, including but not limited to a traumatic childhood, mm-hmm. drug use,
1: you know, not a lot of parental support or guidance being allowed to get away with whatever he wanted from a young age.
0: But it's hard not to think that it had something to do with Aaron's fate.
1: Yeah, I think it I think it absolutely did. Again, it doesn't it doesn't absolve his what he did. But I I do think that it absolutely had a role in it. I mean, you look at the side effects of CTE and they all line up with his personality disorders, right? Like short fuse, inability to make rational decisions, temperamental, like just all of them. I mean, he was just checking boxes.
0: So the last piece to this really sad puzzle is Aaron's brother, DJ, who we've mentioned a few times This past summer, he was in Rhode Island, and someone recognized him as Aaron's brother. And he became really, really upset. Uh, His friend said that that's when his mental health started to deteriorate this past summer. Um, He was arrested on July 19th after threatening his wife. She says he has been struggling with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. He's been making threats on social media and to other people that he is gonna shoot a school, really, really in poor mental health. And I watched the the police footage of them going over to arrest DJ. And it's so sad because when they go to do so, you know, they have their guns up as police do in such serious situations and DJs pleading with them, please shoot me, please shoot me, please end this. I need your help. And what this all looks like for me is just such poor mental health, such sadness, such trauma for both of these men that has affected them so deeply for the rest of their lives and ended one of their lives. And that's, that's the scariest part of sports right there, man, is what an injury can do to a person, whether it's end their career end their lives or drive them to end other people's lives. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I will say next week is going to be a lot lighter and a lot more fun. And I don't even want to tease it too much because I'm so excited. But what I will say is this next week, you will be hearing from. The mother of one of the greatest football players in the league.
1: Excited. That's all I'll say.
0: We'll see you then.